Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Rough in the Diamonds, the show where we review the most out-of-place episodes from the best TV shows, and we're coming here to bring you a special bonus just before Christmas. I'm David, and I'm joined, as always, by my beautiful co-host, Nathan. How are you today? How's it going, everyone? Mate, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas to you, too. And uh, happy Rough in the Diamonds to you. Happy Rough in the Diamonds. Dave, this is great. We've been doing Rough in the Diamonds for the entirety of this year. We've got 11 episodes under our belt. We have quite a solid viewership. We've got people sending us notes and messages all the time. It's been going really, really well. And um, I, for one, I just want to start by saying I'm really grateful to everyone who's been listening to this um, and and enjoying our podcast. You know, we, we, we put a lot of our time and energy and our heart into this. It's been a piece of work that has been just infinitely rewarding. At least it has to me. It's been something that um, has brought me a lot of joy through what's been a pretty tricky 2020. Yeah, and I have to say, I've really been enjoying just our time, just talking about it, just discussing, throwing ideas back and forth for the episodes, and then, of course, actual recording. We both, I, I really enjoy just the, just the making of this podcast. It really, really is a good time. For me, I think, like, what is better than just talking about things that you're smart at, having a ton of laughs, and enjoying your time with your best mate? Yeah. That's the best thing ever. And then when we, at the end of the day, have people appreciating what we've made as well, that's really just icing on the cake. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to say as well, I do appreciate the listeners who actually actually take the time out of their day to listen to us, listen to, to two idiots rambling on about episodes for a while yeah but that's enough of that we're, we're not going to blow any more wind up you random yeah. listeners yeah you that's all the thanks you deserve <laughs> dave what what are we talking about today <laughs> um so i guess with the with the end of this year with the end of 2020 i guess we're just going to be talking i guess we'll just be looking back on the podcast how we've made it and just just sort of generally discussing things we've liked about it, things we've found difficult, and maybe talking a little bit about our direction in the future. Yeah, definitely. We've been doing this podcast for a year, and it'll be great to put forward our thoughts of how the podcast is going to continue to grow and change uh, into the future. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really nice to just go back, have sort of a review and a bit of a rehash even, and then talk about the future. It's a nice way to wrap up this uh, very chaotic year. Yeah, definitely. And releasing this just in time for Christmas. So I hope you enjoy this extra special gift from me and Dave. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Would you like to share where the actual idea for this podcast came from? Like how we actually went about um, coming up with this idea and deciding to actually do it? Yeah, I so long ago now i I remember i was back in australia still um preparing to leave a few Mm. months before i left i believe um i vaguely remember us eating lunch at like a mexican restaurant that's right we had burritos (laughs) yeah yeah had some good burritos you kind of discussed the vague idea of making a podcast and you had a couple of ideas but I, i kind of feel like you did have the idea of out of place episodes in good series I think I may have come up with the name. I think your idea was either the 11 
that spoils the whole loaf. That's right. Maybe. That's right. Because if you go back to our first episode, there was this big spiel that I kind of gave, um, and I did it for a couple episodes about how our show is the leaven that spoils the whole loaf. It's um, we throw the baby out with the bathwater. Oh, I had been listening to a fantastic podcast called the The Greatest Generation, uh, reviewing all the episodes of Star Trek, and those two guys just had a. Uh, an incredibly good time with that first season of Star Trek The Next Generation, even though it had strange, out-of-place dud episodes. Um, and they really, like, owned their own humour and brought their own shine to what is, like, a 30-year-old um, piece of television. And I, I, I fell in love with that idea. I thought that was awesome. But I, I don't think we had any sort of robust concepts until you and I watched that episode we kicked the can around for a while and you came up with quite a few ideas of episodes um you thought of uh strange the stranger things episode that was you there's yeah, another right. one there's another one that's on our to-do list um that I'm not af- afraid to share which is uh avatar the last airbender yes yes uh, i'm a big fan of that show so i think i came up with um the idea for that one from then on it actually was quite easy to get started with sort of four or five ideas. Yeah, and then once we had that, we, we sort of both did a bit of research just looking into what, um, looking on reviews and on IMDb, that sort of thing, to see what episodes kind of stood out as not necessarily bad, but I guess just out of place. Oh, and look, thankfully in 2020, there's enough clickbait out there that if you search for... Um, a list of the top 15 most awkward TV episodes, there's going to be one. So you can do some digging um, and find some content. But I'm, I'm always grateful um, to our fans who do send in messages to me and suggest episodes that they've watched that, that, don't, that don't sit well. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I really encourage anyone listening to this, if you've got one in mind and you're saying, oh, Nate, Dave, you should be doing this. Tweet me your idea. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. We always like to hear a bit from the fans. Yeah, and we've we've had a couple of questions sent into us as we've gone along about some of the things we maybe should do. And I think I speak for both of us when we've we've made the decision not to do something. So specifically bad episodes, just because they're bad, um, we've made the choice not to do those. Uh I guess maybe the closest we've done to that was the Towley episode of South Park. Yeah. And I think we had fun with it, but if we were consistently doing episodes that are just unlikable, I don't think that it would make for a very entertaining podcast at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, I can see the appeal in that. I can certainly see why people would like that, but I do agree it would be... um, Because certainly even some of the episodes that we have done already have been might have been maybe not necessarily bad, but just different, but still popular. So, for example, the Bojack Horseman episode wasn't a bad episode by any means. So it's just standout. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just different to the rest of the episodes. And, and even the, the Fly episode, while I personally really didn't enjoy it, I could see, you know, fans of Breaking Bad might, might be into that episode and might just find that as a sort of refreshing change of pace. And I guess that's something that, like, you have to decide as you're making a podcast because with a medium like this, it's not even radio. Like, it can literally be anything. Yeah. I mean, because um, it's, 
very it's a very flexible kind of format so you you don't really know until you've been doing it for a while like is my own podcast going to be this really natural kind of conversational thing is it going to be like ultra edit heavy um do i want to be really slick and um just hit with like succinct points or do i want to be more earthy and work through all different sort of points of view and be topical like you don't know that till you you get into the guts of it yeah exactly which is which is can be challenging because you don't you don't really know what your own sort of method of attack is until you've you've gone out there and got that experience yeah for sure because you know you can start off casual i mean i guess i feel like that's what sort of what we've done with our podcast we've sort of started it off pretty natural and casual and just seeing seeing how it develops yeah, well, my attitude has always been that I want to have like a, this is going to sound really lame, but like a really fun kind of book club element to it. Like I want there to be an English literature level of um, analysis of what we do, but at the same time, it really needs to be really dorky and fun. Okay. I know. I like that. I get that. Because there's a lot of podcasts out there. I'm not throwing shade at anyone, but there's a lot out there that'll just be like, say how cool something was and how much they really yeah, liked this bit. What won't. was what was your favorite part? And I, I don't get any sort of... If I've watched a TV show and I go back to, to listen to a podcast, I want to have that sort of book club-ish kind of experience in the sense that, like, you're digging into things and you're seeing things from other people's perspective and you're connecting dots you didn't even know were there. You don't necessarily want to just have someone telling you that it was really good. Yeah, because you're just mimicking what you thought and... Well, they might you might agree with them. It's just sort of yeah, cool. I know that. I watched the episode too. You know, yeah, give that's me, give right. Me something new. You know? I want to go. I want to go deeper with that. But at the mm. same time, it, you need to be having like tons of fun. Um, otherwise, it, it will feel like work. Yeah, a lot of the time. Exactly. You've got to find that balance. Yeah, because you definitely want the the deep lore. You want that sort of level of depth because that gives your podcast more of a. I wouldn't say it makes it more grounded. That's not what I'm going for. But you've, it's got more meat in there. Like, it's got more content. It's not just two people talking. The reality is, like, people want that. There's an appetite for that. There are people who are law masters of all sorts of things. There are Lord of the Rings law masters. And, and like, that's that's a big one that's been around for a really long time. Yeah, absolutely. And there's law masters, people who, like, study almost academically, you know, the Legend of Zelda video games. Yeah, like, absolutely. It gets, it gets to that sort of level. But the, the reality is that people who are passionate about that stuff are seeking that sort of content out. They really want to be, uh, to take a bit of a deep dive and like be immersed even deeper in that and and have someone who understands it really, really deeply feed them um, stuff that they probably wouldn't see for themselves or would be like tons of research. I'm, I'm a big... Uh fan of the dark souls series and that's got a lot of its story is very sort of confusing but there's a lot of lore that's sort of hidden that you mm-hmm. won't wouldn't find unless you're really looking for it or you're really good at paying attention to things so i feel like i'd probably really enjoy listening to some kind of dark souls podcast um but yeah just as an example well, that's a great example i think because you start playing dark souls you're like i don't, I don't even understand what's going on but that kind of makes sense because if you were just dropped in another world, people aren't going to just explain every facet of it to you. Yeah, which I, I kind of, which I like that about that series. It's not just oh, here's here's a whole bunch of dialogue. This is just explaining the story to you. It's just sort of you're in there and you figure it out as you go. 
Um, and and to kind of be an expert on that, it's it's almost a level of archaeology. They have to look through all the yeah, synopses, absolutely. like the rundowns of every single item in the game, because it they all give perspective on on what that universe is actually like. Yeah, yeah. I like that in what we've been doing, we've kind of started to build expertise in our own strange little niche as well. This idea of the out of place content. I've definitely yeah. never seen it come up anywhere before. And I love it because it is like so fun and silly, but also kind of requires that level of like investigation and you've got to be literary and, and really thoughtful about your content and what's going on. So this year we've only done, you know, 10 or so episodes, but even with that, we've still done a variety of different shows from different eras and obviously choosing something that is out of place is dependent on the series and what that series normally does. So at the very least, we've got that aspect and I've been enjoying that. Honestly, I really have. I wanted to ask you about the memes that you've started making that go alongside the podcast, because we've made more than one joke over the course of this year that your point of reference is David Garrett meme expert, the page on Facebook. So I guess my first question is, is that going to stay that way or is it perhaps going to change to roughen the diamond memes? What's, what's, what's your plan? I feel like it might change to that actually. I mean, that's mostly what I've been posting recently is just roughen the diamond memes to tie in with the episodes we've released. Yeah, and I actually think some of the content you've made has been really, really funny. Like, I've really liked it. And I'm actually really looking forward to what's coming next. I've had a few plans of my own, making some maybe some image content or making some musical content. I think there's some some fun stuff we can do in just sort of the universe of this ridiculous concept of Rough in the Diamonds. Yeah, just just some random funny stuff that we can throw in there to tie in. Um, and you make all the graphics for the episodes as well that you'd see when you're actually yes. watching the podcast yes i actually uh have, have a lot of fun with that it might be fair to say that a lot of people who are listening to this actually haven't picked up on the journey that kind of happens in those images month to month um obviously we have the base logo which i made um at the beginning of this podcast and then each episode we add one or two characters from the episode just into that logo but each each week well each episode i add a new new character or two from the titular episode. I really like that you do that, um, not just because it's fun, but I think that's a real parallel to what we try to do in the editing. There's only a finite amount of stuff that's possible, but we really intentionally try to make sure that there are constant callbacks to our own previous episodes where, where we possibly can. You know, I like making a couple of jokes and I've certain, we've both certainly made a couple of jokes just calling back to previous episodes, just, just reusing the jokes, but they're good. I just love rewarding the fans with that. You know, if you're listening to our latest episode and you hear the Captain Picard laugh, well, and you've actually listened to our very first one, well, you, you've kind of got that tie all the way back and you can see how, how our sense of humor is kind of being reinvested in what we do. Yeah, and even after we've released, or at least edited the episodes, after Nathan has edited the episodes, I will go back and listen to them, and I've been listening to all of them back through in order, and yeah, it actually has been quite enjoyable just hearing those throwbacks, so I've enjoyed that too. 
Um, I guess I feel like obviously not just I feel like it definitely is, but editing is almost it's definitely the biggest part of the podcast, and so you know I really appreciate that you do most of that. Um, where where do you start? Do you just start with? My assumption would be that you would just start listening to it and then mm. cutting out bits. So, like for example, why where we might make a mistake or where there's a bit of a, a pause, cutting out the white noise, things like that. Or do you just listen through once, take notes, and then go back and start editing? Yeah, thanks for asking that because I have a really, really strong approach to editing. And I think it might have just stemmed from my background as a musician. I'm I'm well aware that a lot of the content that exists out there in terms of podcasts is very edit light. Um, and I've been part of podcasts. I, I actually co-host a podcast that's for... Um, CFOs and professional accountants, where we interview um, high-ranking accountants uh, in Brisbane City every week, and you 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 talk to people about their lives, and and when it comes to editing something like that, it's very simplistic. You want to just like simplify it, cut the gaps out. If if they've said anything sensitive, you can remove that, just clean it up. Butter bing, butter boom, you're done. Whereas Rough in the Diamonds is a very very edit heavy intensive work you and i record normally for about two hours when we're talking about um the episode and depending on how it's been edited that can come out between 30 minutes and an hour when we're done um and anyone who pays attention to the actual uh drops and interstitials i spend a lot of time really trying to put our own spin our own type of humor into those episodes and i really I like that comment you made at the start that it's it's an important piece because I feel like to us the editing itself is almost like the third character. Yeah, actually, now that you I never thought about it that that way, but now that you mention it, it's very. I do agree with that. Yeah, you and I can talk through stuff in real time with you in Japan and 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 me in Australia, and we record those episodes together and we can pull it apart. But there's always so much we miss, and it's it's once you sort of listen to it a second time that you you start thinking about all the really funny jokes and the callbacks and the bits and pieces that you can do, and 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 that's that's a ton of work because of the nature of our podcast. I can't use the same bits every single week. Yeah, otherwise it would just get real stale really quickly. Well, it it would be meaningless because so I we generally have two breaks in every episode, and we use um. The a little interstitial drop from Headshot to the Heart's song Strawberry, um, and over that, I generally try to put some different commentary from the episode and try to use it in a funny way. And we tried to collapse all those elements together so that you get them in one like one chunk. I don't know if you picked up on this, Dave, but we did Breaking Bad's The Fly. And then we did BoJack Horseman. So both of those shows actually have Aaron Paul. He plays Jesse in uh, Breaking Bad and he plays Todd in BoJack Horseman. So I was actually able to snip those two together so that I had BoJack Horseman addressing Todd, but then Jesse Pinkman telling BoJack that they were going to cook crystal meth. I mean, I make these and I put them out into the world and I don't know if people pick up on that or they find it funny or not, but it's an incredibly 
satisfying and rewarding process to actually go through this and and be able to generate this sort of unique content out of the bits and pieces that we actually have to work with. And and whenever you send me the episodes to for a second listen after you've done the editing, I really I really take notice of those because those are those are some really good quality drops and stuff that I probably wouldn't have thought of myself. I think that's a really integral part of the podcast. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate that. I think that's something that makes our podcast what it is. And it's it's the reason that we can only release one episode a month because sometimes the really the most edit-heavy episodes, they can take me like four full-time days to get done. So uh, I'm working like over multiple weekends here and there to pull the whole thing together. And you think even even just the fact that it's 45 minutes long, by the time you've had to listen through it like three or four times, there goes your afternoon. Yeah, even just the listening without any editing alone. Yeah, that's right. You know, there's a lot of things that have been dropped as well. We made some we made some really good jokes in the Batman episode. Um, oh, that we was call- a good one. I mean, and this is where the callbacks went really well. Like we were able to call back your comments on Ligma from our very first episode. Which I still think was some of the most stupidly was... inspired jokes that we've had. Oh, I had such a good time with that one. And we, we were able to call back the concept of um the Fonz, how he should have been Elon Musk. And we yep. and and you actually made some joke about how Elon Musk Yeah, I think you made a joke about how Elon Musk was literally Batman. And I'll tell you what, I spent about two or three hours going through interviews of Elon Musk, trying to clip out voice clips that I could repurpose to have an interview. And I'll tell you what, wow. it was just too hard. I just couldn't get to it. Oh. But, you know, I-, I could be like, hi, Elon, welcome to the show. You know, and then, Elon, is it true that you're Batman? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, um, you can absolutely be superhuman. Like, you could probably do 10 times better than humans would. But some of these things, like, unless I was being paid full time to do this, would just be completely impossible. I can, I can see why that would be very very difficult and at least time-consuming task. And I love that we're doing this episode because these are things that I've never told you before, Dave. Yeah, no, and I, I like to hear that. <laughs> like what, what goes through, like, what's your thought process and how you do how you do it, how you go through all the editing and the finalization of the episode. Yeah. Well, I one... feel like it'll help me at least sort of understand oh, that yeah. better and also maybe be able to help make the content better myself. And cool. sort of work on my own stuff. We kind of start off informal, and then by the end of it, we're kind of talk discussing more formally about either issues in the episode, like in the theme of the episode, or just um, like us, like as thoughts from outsiders watching the episode and just thinking, how could they have put this in there? How could they have done this? This is awful. I mean, that, that's exactly right. But I think as we sort of get started. There's more of an attitude of, ha, 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 this is dumb, I noticed this, let's make a goof. As we get to the end, you, you're kind of in a position to say, all right, now that we've seen all of them, um, we can actually give a proper comment on on our or how we feel about this. You know, ha- has the episode redeemed itself? Um, has it gone downhill? Ha- I really, 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 really like when we get towards the end and then we actually say, this is what we think they did wrong. Uh, this isn't just a podcast where we watch bad movies. This is we we stop and we go. Okay, this is how it could have been better. Like this is what we think they should have done, 
And I really, really like that part. Yeah, we're not, absolutely. We're not just being critics, but we're giving them this constructive criticism. And you can sort of then picture in your mind, oh, yeah, if they'd done it this way and if they'd, we could think about it differently and see it from this direction, then this would be you know, a much better piece of art. Yeah, because I, I feel as well, um, with most of the episodes we've done, some of them are maybe just completely irredeemable pieces of garbage, but most, but even so, (laughs) (laughs) even so with that said, we've both made comments in any given episode that we've done about, oh, you know, this could have been better if they'd done it this way. It has the makings of a good episode, but Mm. it just wasn't there. Yeah. And, and a number of the ones that we've watched are like that. They might've had a great skeleton and had poor execution. Or they they might have had um, really good ideas, but just not been structured well. Um, there's any number of different combinations that that could have made them fall short. Or there's just that one thing that just brings the whole house of cards down. Yeah, and it's uh, really enjoyable just sort of bouncing ideas off each other and thinking about you know where rent went wrong from having possibly a great concept to just like you said a horrible execution. Yeah, and I think that just makes it fun for us all the way through as well. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Get, you get to have that um, really interesting, thought-provoking content, and you get mm. to just be laughing all the way through it as well. You know, h- how much how much better would life be if we could just go to our workplace and do our jobs well and sort of be laughing and having a fun time all the way through it? Like, that's the dream, right? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. To, to have an amazing day, but also be so proud of how much you've got done. And, of course, we finish with our little segment of ignorant prejudice where we are sanctimonious and ignorant and give our opinion on what the entire series must be about if if we'd only walked in and watched this one episode. And I really like that sort of feature, obviously in, in a funny way, but it's just it's just adding something more. It's not just, this episode was bad, here's why. And do you remember the word? We actually found the word that describes that attitude of ignorant, sanctimonious prejudice that we, we actually use at the end. It's ultra crepidarianism. <laughs> ultra crepidarianism. Oh, I like that. That's literary. <laughs> um, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. It wasn't something that I could put into the 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 drop at the end. Yeah, not easily. <laughs> and you might have noticed that that interstitial has slowly changed over time as well. If we ever have elements um in our episodes that fit those callouts, um, I really like to add them to that interstitial part. I think that works really well. Yeah, thanks. We've definitely got a couple of different interstitials that that show up. Even from our first episode, I loved... We used that scene of Geordie LaForge in in Medbay being interviewed by the Doctor, and we we put the music from uh, House MD over the top. Yeah. And so now, if there's ever a place where anyone gets hurt, we can have this entire scene... um, as though they're the person who's on that bench being checked out by the doctor. I love that. Yeah, and I've, I've definitely noticed that, I think, in, in plenty of the episodes um, where the doctor's asking, okay. But I would like to run uh, one or two more tests on you, Lieutenant. I've noticed that drop, and that, that's really good. <laughs> I think that's some good work, man. Uh, it's, we're getting at a point, though, with 11 episodes under our belt, that it's becoming harder and harder to keep track of all those ind- individual characters and drops that can, can be put in, while at the same time it's great because you do have a lot more resource to use. I go through the episodes when I'm 
watching them and I will cut some of the audio, which I think might be funny. I get quite a few drops and Nathan might only use a few of them. So we still have a large amount of potential content, but it's just sorting through what actually works and where it would work best. Yeah, that's great. There, there is a couple of things that I've never told you before that I, I, I'd like to take this opportunity to share with you. Okay, um, please do. Sometimes to keep the episodes interesting can be quite a challenge, and you have to try to think from a different direction. So this is one of the reasons why we won't ever do uh, an episode purely because it's bad. Do you remember the Towley episode? So the way oh, to try to keep that engaging, and I think it worked, was to use the bell system as we went through it. So I was very intentionally asking you as we went along, do you think this is a good episode up to here? Do you think this is a good episode up to here? Yeah, and I remember that too. I thought that was a good way of adding to that. <laughs> the bell I, came from I Breaking Bad. The bell came from Uncle Tito, who couldn't speak and would ring the bell once or twice for yes or no. And at the end of that series, um, Walter White actually set up a bomb inside his wheelchair when Gustavo Fring comes to gloat at him and kill him uncle tito bangs on that bangs on that bell over and over and over again to set the bomb off which is why if you listen to that episode you hear a really nice bell all the way through and then that point where you say that you weren't happy And all the alarms oh. go off. It was a direct cut from I, Breaking Bad. I didn't realize that. I guess, <laughs> like I said, I hadn't watched the series, but damn, that's okay. Now knowing that, got a new appreciation for what you do. <laughs> Thank you. It's incredible. Um, th- th- there's one other thing I really wanted to tell you, and I know I'm hogging the mic a little bit, but I suppose it's because I, I spend so much time doing that editing. Um, I guess I'm, I'm engaging with, with the podcast um, for a lot more hours um, than you are, but I had this plan from the first episode, and you had made so many great jokes. And I, I go back and listen to that first episode sometimes because I just think your call-outs were so funny. And I wanted to do the same thing with my editing, and I decided that I wanted to have a character say, okay, mate. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I spent hours, I'm not joking, hours going through different recordings of the actor who plays Geordie LaForge on his work with Reading Rainbow, talking to Oprah. Whoa, bees! In the mail? Whatever. Trying to find him, say, the number eight so that I could put a mm in front of it. Oh. And I actually got to this point where I had him, had the words, okay, mm, eight. And I couldn't oh. put them... T- I couldn't make it work. Oh, no. I couldn't make it work. Oh, absolutely. And I'd, oh. I'd, I'd found things he was talking about, like how he was like an energy junkie or something. I'm an energy junkie. And I was trying to put clips of that into the, um, into the hospital scene. So it'd be like, Jordy, what's wrong? I'm a junkie. I'm a junkie. <laughs> 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 but there comes a point where these jokes are just too obscure and just <laughs> too much not work. Just too much work and and no one's gonna find them funny at the end of the yeah. day. You've really got to cut your losses and call it quits. Oh damn. But I had this plan, it was every single episode I was gonna have 
the leading person say, okay, mate. <laughs> and I thought, I can't spend five hours a month <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> making this happen. Right. Too much. <laughs> um, I really thought the themes of those episodes might be clearer by now. I know that what's connecting them together is is a really loose concept. It's it's that we're the self-proclaimed experts in this field that shouldn't exist, um, this field of out-of-placeness um, in TV series. I really have been surprised at how different they are. Every now and again when we talk about one, we can sort of call back to some themes from another. But I don't think there's been any two that we've done that or stand out in the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the underlying themes were not really similar. Well, I mean, there's some elements that are going to be the same in terms of maybe the mistake that's made in in how they're positioned. So that might be that one of the things that made Star Trek The Next Generation, The Naked Now, made that problematic was that they went with this ludicrous episode for the second episode of and. The, the actual positioning of the episode was as much an issue as the episode itself. If they had buried that in season five, it probably wouldn't have been enough of a thing to even call this to our radar. Um, so, yeah, I think their placement was maybe something that's kind of come up. I, I wanted to see more episodes that really expressed a ton of creativity um, and risk-taking. There's probably less of that than I thought. Yeah, I mean, so far the only one sort of that stood out in that aspect was obviously Bojack Horseman, which I said before. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you've seen. I think maybe filler episodes are something that are a bit of a theme. Yeah, like filler episode I can certainly see. Um, I mean, obviously that's a big thing in a lot of anime and what a lot of anime suffer from is just having fillers that are just thrown in there solely to pad out the content. But I feel like we we almost definitely will encounter some more of those even in just any regular live-action show or... Well, realistically, yeah, anime the Stranger life. Things episode was... You could oh, argue yeah. that was filler. Yeah, it was, it was very much a... It felt like a bottle episode. It did have some some things to add, but it was few and far between. Well, a good example of one that really could have had a lot to add and really could have been an instrumental element um, in the story of... Eleven may be discovering some strength within herself or something, but it, it didn't actually amount to that. And it wouldn't have been very hard to make that a really important step in her journey. And it probably yeah. would have meant a lot more to the fans if they'd done that. Yeah, say, for example, if she just discovered something new about her power or the source of her power, even if that was the only thing they had to add, that would have been pretty good. I would have liked to see that, but... yeah. Um, we haven't had a singing episode yet on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I've heard it. I can think of a couple off the top of my head. So, Dave, if you look at the 11 episodes that we have done, and I'll let you think about this if you want, there is one thing that they all have in common. Okay. One really big, glaring thing that all of these have in common. America, I guess. Right. Every single one of our episodes is from North America. Uh, I don't, I'm sure maybe some of them were from Canada, so I'm just going to lump well, North America together. Yeah, I, I guess minus, minus Dragon Ball Z. Though. You're absolutely right. That, that is ja- a Japanese-made episode. And, I mean, rightly so. 
uh, the USA in particular has always been this media powerhouse. Historically, there was actually a very, very, very short period of time at the start of cinema where Australia was the world leader, believe it or not. No way. I, yeah, I didn't yeah, I like wouldn't have believed that. Silent cinema, yeah, stuff being filmed out in the bush. <laughs> you kind of got to be sitting in a film class for anyone to tell you that, but it's true. And it, it stands to reason that um, we're going to have a really heavy footprint from the USA just because of their footprint when it comes to, to media and, and them being such a, a, a powerful strength when they do that. It does challenge me a little bit because there's a definite lack of diversity on this show. And I like to think that even though we're two straight white guys, I mean, we're, we're not looking at things from an American-centric worldview. And, I mean, you literally live in Asia at the moment, so there's there's definitely something to be said of that. So, I, I, it's one thing I hope for the future of the show is that we can get some more diverse programming that we can actually look into. Yeah, I'm actually excited about that as well. It would be nice to find some... Maybe less, maybe even lesser known TV series. Maybe like cult hits from, from well anywhere other than America, I guess. Maybe some from Europe, some foreign foreign language kind of stuff too. Um, that's maybe not so well known in the mainstream media. Yeah, I guess it's just I, the challenge for us is finding where there's a show that has an out of place episode. You know, I, I went through some of my favourite Australian programming, and that just. They just don't have anything that fit our mold, which is a real shame. You know, I I would have loved to have done an episode of Rake. I really wanted to do an episode of Rake. Yeah, yeah, but it, there's just there just isn't one for us. It mm. just isn't there. <laughs> I guess just statistically <laughs> speaking, that's why we've got so many from I guess North America because again they've just that media powerhouse and they just produce so many shows every year. There's so many, so there's like more likely to be some out of place or bad episodes in there. Yeah. Um, so I did some thinking on that as well, Dave. I've come quite prepared. You'll be happy to know. It, it's like the type of programming, you know. Uh, just just to narrow it back to Australia for a moment, you know, there's there's a lot of Australian television, but there isn't necessarily uh, a lot of Australian serial comedy, and there's not necessarily a lot of Australian action titles there's definitely a lot of soaps there's definitely a lot of soaps there's definitely all sorts of other types of tv pro programming and and you know we've done a couple a few kids episodes the abc to this day like has incredibly strong australian children's programming i realized this and maybe my perspective's wrong but this is what it seems like to me because we never had what North America talks about as their cable TV networks, we only had sort of the free-to-air programming realistically. People out there had Foxtel and Optus and stuff, but I think most of us just had the free-to-air options. We never had reruns of any of that stuff. There never could be like dedicated children's channels. So ABC would make this content and it was some incredibly good content and it would be put out there but you'd get one showing of it ever and then you'd never yeah, see it again because I, I do remember a lot of the time just like you said there wasn't a specific channel for children but it was usually a time slot say like you'd have some in the morning on the weekends like you had cheese tv and stuff like that and then in the afternoons it would be around like the four or five o'clock mark when kids are like getting home from school so you'd have an hour or two of kids shows then yeah and that that was sort of what you had yeah that um, was it 
and that's that's a shame because I think if we had it's it's a telecommunications issue um and thank you very much switch node for <laughs> sponsoring us and coming in and uh, making things like that better but if if we'd had that 30 years ago I wonder if we'd be in a different situation I mean round the twist like everyone who grew up in our era knows round the twist as the TV show as well as the books but we only ever saw it once real shame real shame isn't it a real shame um i guess it's the limitations of like the more content that you produce um the more likely you you're like you are to have these sort of niche standouts that that we sort of dig into yeah and whereas a lot of these shows we're talking about from australian and new zealand programming at least might not have been particularly long running series like they may have only got two or three seasons and then finished it yeah and I'll tell you what, I'm not I'm not doing an episode of Neighbours or Home and Away. I oh, mean, yeah, no, please no. Uh, we could do the one where Alf Stewart gets arrested for having a, a rape dungeon under his house. I love I'm Stewart, pretty sure that was, just, that was just the YouTube guy. What was his name? McDoodleburger, who made the YouTube videos <laughs> of like Al- Alf Stewart just like going and getting angry and he's just dubbing it over his own voice. <laughs> but he did have a dungeon. Um, you know what we could do? Um, the Australian Idol episode where Shannon Noll was yes. of the title by Guy Sebastian. Yes, and I remember you, you referenced that in one of the episodes. You put a drop in there. I can't remember which episode it was. I think it was the Stranger Things episode. Yeah, we said that, said, we said like that someone was robbed. Was robbed. <laughs> that, that was... Oh. I liked. Not many people would get that. Not not many of our American listeners, if we have any, <laughs> would get that. But I, I thought that was. Yeah, I got it. I definitely. You know what it. though? Like, get over it. How, how often do we listen to American programming that is so country centric, talking about um, their own brands, their own stores, their own products, their own words, their own measurement system? Mate, whatever. I'm going to put jokes in there that are funny to me. Good, good. Let's keep it that way. Like so it should be. And who knows, maybe maybe some people will learn about our, our uh, culture. So our to <laughs> <laughs> I say that very loosely. <laughs> oh, you and I have so much, Dave. We have so much. Um, I will say of the Australian Idol drop, if you actually listen to when the host reads out the winner... He pronounces all the words completely wrong. The winner of Australian Iden. <laughs> Australian Iden. <laughs> he completely screws it up. Australian Iden. Out of place episodes are a finite resource. What are your thoughts about expanding uh, the scope of our show just a little to include out of place and iconic TV episodes. I feel like that's definitely something we could do. And iconic ones would also work very well because I guess even though we haven't been specifically searching for bad episodes, most of them have more or less been on the sort of worst side of the episodes that have come out from those particular series. I feel like we definitely could do some iconic episodes maybe where either iconic for the episode in particular or maybe an overall if it's an older series like something that really affected other tv series as well or maybe brought in some new idea that no one had ever done before in a really cool way 
Yeah, in my mind, I I feel like we did a trial with the Jump in the Shark episode, um, and it it seemed to me to fit really really well. Oh, uh, I agree. I, I actually also loved the idea that we well we could introduce the section of David Garrett meme expert m- more often into the show. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to hopefully us finding some more opportunities to do that. That would be a lot of fun. I am pleased to introduce David Garrett meme expert. Ta-ta. <laughs> I, whenever I hear that, whenever I listen to that episode, I just picture you just sort of sitting in like a smoking room with like a fire <laughs> burning in the background on like a chair, like a leather chair, and you're wearing like this velvet kind of gown or something. And you like, look up for a book. And it's like, oh, I didn't see you there. Well, let's tell you a story. That kind of. That is exactly what I tried to go with, with those old British documentaries where the the host would turn to the camera and go, oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> you, what are you Nailed doing? It. <laughs> that is such a, a, a rough in the diamond style <laughs> introduction. Hello, I'm a British person. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm from the country of England. <laughs> oh, uh, one question that has been asked of us, Dave. Um is if is if we'd ever consider doing any other podcasts? Okay. Um. Honestly, yeah, I would. I feel like this has been. I definitely want to see how far this one goes, but I definitely would enjoy doing some other kind of podcast, maybe of a different genre, or even like a similar kind of thing, something to do with media. I'll, I'll be a little bit coy and just say that we do have a couple of ideas of some quite different things that we could do. At the moment, it really is just time. When we both have very, very busy lives, I already work on some other podcasts, professional podcasts, but we definitely have the desire. So continue supporting us here. Uh, Make sure to share the podcast around and and try to get it that bit further. You know, the more successful this one can be, certainly will be encouragement for us to try a hand at something a little bit different. Time will tell. We'll let you know when we have some more to announce. Absolutely. We will keep you up to speed with what's going on. And look, as we reach the end of our extra special bonus episode, uh, not something that we have to do, but I genuinely want to say thank you to our sponsors, Switchnode, who have made this podcast possible. You know, Dave and I obviously aren't earning anything from, from making this, but Switchnode help us cover our costs so that we can actually put this thing up and develop it and and have it out there for you. Um, If you are a business leader in Australia, please do us a favour and and consider your business's telecommunications options. Go to switchnode.com.au because we've both uh, worked with Switchnode and know that they they bring a lot of value to businesses out there and it's, it's something that is worth supporting. We wouldn't be supporting anyone that we didn't believe in. Absolutely. Um, And similarly, special thanks to Headshot to the Heart. Not going to lie, that's a band that David and I (laughs) were a part of at some point in time. Elements of that music have been used in our interstitials. And someone who who doesn't get enough thanks um, is Scott Buckley from Scott Buckley Music, who has kindly given us access to his entire library of incredibly high-quality music that we use constantly in every single episode. 
credit where it's due. Scott's Scott's a fantastic musician. Absolutely, and having gone and searched through his extensive library of of music for backgrounds, there's there's just a whole array of different different genres and different kinds of music for any needs. So yeah, we we really appreciate it. Thank you, Scott Buckley. And most importantly, thank you, Dave. It's been a really fun year. Oh, I really appreciate it, mate. And uh, thank you so much for all the work you do. I really do enjoy the time we spend making this podcast together. It's, uh, it's a really good time. Yeah, likewise. And to everyone listening, uh, happy Rough in the Diamonds. Happy Rough in the Diamonds, everyone. Perfect combined.